podcast, podcast, podcast. Now that's podcasting. That is podcast. Now this is podcasting. Yeah, there you go. Shout out to Jake from State Farm. What's State the Farm? kid's yeah, name? Jake who, from State Farm. Who was in um, Phantom Menace episode one. Jack Antonoff. Jack Antonoff. And he grew up to be... Taylor Swift's producer. No, 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 no. Oh. He, uh, James Earl Jones, who um, he... He was baby Anakin Skywalker's, and then he grows up to be Darth Vader. James Earl Jones from Darth, the Sandlot. Darth Vader, yeah, but he's Darth Vader. The man, he was—he's uh, dressed like a samurai from ancient times, but in space. Black, I'm black lost. helmet, black cloak, calculator that lights up on his chest, has a laser sword. Laser sword. Magic powers with his mind. With his mind? Yeah, pa- part robot. Johnny Five. No, see, I Johnny know five. it's very close. Johnny Five is alive. I, know. I had no idea James Earl Jones did that voice. Yeah, Los Locos kick your teeth. Los yeah. Locos kick your face. Yeah. Los Locos <laughs> kick your balls into outer space. Fuck, dude. R.I.P. to the great one. R.I.P. Steve Gutenberg with a dong so big it touches the water when he sits down to shit. <laughs> Jeez Louise. He said that. What a what a what a character. He's a he's a character and a half. <laughs> yeah, here's my impression of the guy from uh, Police Academy imitating mm-hmm. his uh his dong. Zip flop splash. Ooh, very nice. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> he was also in Spaceballs, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Michael Weathers. Yep. Uh-huh. Carl Weathers. Carl's brother. brother's brother. Yeah. Hey uh, everybody. My hey. name's Gabe Martinez. My name's Andy Diaz. Together, we are a podcast that relives the trauma of youth through movies called Who Let You Watch That? That's what we do all the time, you guys. And then this week, we are back in our normal routine, guys. Thank you, number one. Well, I guess I could save that for some uh, new business. Guys, we love you so much. We are here again living the justice and the American way. What the fuck do I say at the beginning of these? I just talk. You just welcome people for the 900th time, and I then you get into new business. Every week is the new is a new episode. It is. It is. Oh, it is. Well, we're it also, is. like, we have Alzheimer's, and yeah. sh- shout out to people that actually have it. We're sorry. Uh, but We're like the notebook. We for, Yeah, we're the we're notebook. The notebook of podcasting. Yeah. And each week we forget how to do it. Yep. So we have and to the, write it down in and there. fall in love all over again. Exactly. Yeah. So, <laughs> any new business, Andy? That's what I was going to say. New business, you guys. Thank you so much for all the the feedback we got on the last episode. We talked so much about Oppenheimer. You guys yep. loved our stories, you guys. Yeah. If you guys have been seeing the press come out about the movie and everything, Chris is talking about us. We're yep. talking about Chris. <laughs> they have asked Leo multiple times what he meant. Yeah. Saying that to Gabe. I did Seagate. He's saying that it doesn't happen. So we're in the midst of a little controversy right now. It's funny, but I think Leo's kind of pissed at us that we shared that. I think he is, but you know what? The dude just drops a bomb and walks away. Yeah. Just like J. Robert Oppenheimer. We love you. We have questions. We have questions. We need yeah. to know, what did you do? Yeah, what did you do? And how? Yeah. How did you even do it? Yeah, but I mean... 
I think he's joking around. I think he's being like just a classic silly Billy. Ah, that is that could be a classic Leo thing. He does do pranks. He does. He's a prank guy. Yeah, he is a prank guy. Yeah. You oh, know man. the the show Punked was uh-huh. originally his idea. Really? Yeah, Ashley Kutcher stole it from him. What a bitch. Yeah, yeah. that's why uh-huh. Ashley Kutcher and him aren't friends to this day. Oh man, they would look like they'd be best friends. They look like they'd be best friends. Mm-hmm. Trucker hats and shit. I know. Just having sex with Milo Kunis, <laughs> having sex both with of them the, at the same time. <laughs> that's something that they still love. They love it. They're they not friends, it. but they definitely love having oh. sex with Milo Kunis at the same at time. At the same time. Yep. Gabe, what about you? You got any new business about <laughs> Milo Kunis getting back by <laughs> Ashton Kutcher and Leonardo DiCaprio at the same time? I mean, not new business, but I do just want to keep saying that again <laughs> and again. So it's just understood <laughs> that that happens. See, what we're trying to do, you guys, it's called marketing. If we say that enough and people are searching for that, which, let's face it, they are. Oh, yeah. They're going to get led to our podcast. Yeah. We got to put in the work, you guys. Right. Yeah, exactly. My new business for this week, Andy, is we gave Oppenheimer a lot of press and a lot of love. I want to throw it out there because at this point, I've uh, gone with my family to go see Barbie. Mm-hmm. A lot of fun. Yes. Barbie, uh, highly recommend it. Five stars. Yep. Yeah, it was great, too. I, I'm exactly there with you. That's... If there is one bad thing about our, <laughs> I'm not going to trade in our experience with Oppenheimer at all. But if there is any negative thing about it, it's the fact that we didn't go get to go do the Oppenheimer Barbie double feature like we had planned. Yeah, exactly. We had costumes we were going to wear. It was going to yeah. be great. It was going to be a blast. But, but, you know, I agree. I wouldn't trade it for the world, buddy. Yeah. I finally stopped. I finally stopped thinking about that shrimp. So I'm, I'm, oh, I'm in a good place. No, I'm now I'm going to be thinking about that shrimp. I'm in a good place. Okay, I'm in a good place. All right. Well, that's our new business for this week. Thank okay. you guys. It's very important to get into that. <laughs> Outside of the new business, Andy, we have an episode. We have a movie to talk about. A movie that messed me up, dude. I am excited about this because this is. This is a movie. I, I have my own story that I'm going to share with you as we okay. get into this feature. And we, we are back on the regular routine, you guys. So you know how this works. We are going to hit Gabe with a question right now. Gabe, this is your week. You're bringing this to the table. You're bringing your trauma to power to me. So I have to bring the power to you. Gabe, I have a question for you. Yeah. Can you describe this movie in five words or less? Andy, I absolutely can. And will and unfortunately, this movie is uh, is an anthology. This movie is four spooky stories or three spooky stories with a fourth like wraparound thing. Wraparounds, baby. Yeah, exactly. Um, and my describing it in five or less is the really just one of the segments, and it's the one that messed me up the most. So it's okay. the one that's like in my heart. And the five words that I have are. Hidden gargoyle monster, one word. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I'll give it to you. Kills me slowly. Jeez Louise. Exactly. <laughs> oh, exactly. well, guys, of course you know what movie <laughs> we're talking about from yeah. that. Excellent, excellent <laughs> description. You, you know what it is, right? Yeah. We are, of course, talking about the 1990 anthology horror film Tales from the Dark Side the movie <laughs> <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> logline reads <clears throat> 
To stall a witch plotting to eat him, a boy reads her horror tales dealing with a... Uh, a what the fuck is Collegians? that? Collegians? A Collegians? Resurrection of a mummy, a murderous cat, and an artist pack with a gargoyle. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's easy for you to laugh. It's yeah. easy for you to laugh. It is easy for me to laugh, but fuck, man, there's some there's some stuff in this movie that there's I, some I stuff. get it. I get it, dude. Yeah. Very much so. Right. Um, guys, we, we got to get into who is in this movie. Of yeah. course- in the wraparound story, I don't know how we talk about this. We'll just mention people in it. You know, I'm not going to be like, they're in this segment. They're in this segment. Right. Yeah, so exactly. We just say. We got we got Blondie yourself, baby. Debbie Harry. She's doing it. Debbie Harry, who, you know, not a great actress. I don't think there are any great actors or actresses in this movie. No, no. Uh, although uh, Steve Buscemi does a fine job, you know. I I suppose it's listen. I think he does a fine. I said fine, not good. Okay, okay fine. I said he fine. does a fine job. Um, but <laughs> Debbie Harry. Debbie though. Harry is so interesting. Yes, and she's playing this uh, a like, witch. She's a witch. Yeah, she's playing like the Hansel Gretel like witch yes. that's gonna eat the kid. But she's playing it in such like a casual Debbie Harry way that I it's it, on the rewatch anyway might be the scariest out of the whole thing. Really? Okay. I think because I'm like, oh, that's what a maniac would be. Yeah, would you're right. Be. That's how they'd be. Like I'm about to. So matter of fact, like I'm about to cook this child. Yeah. The child that's fucking which Matthew Lawrence. <laughs> Matthew Lawrence, dude, who has uh, a, a precious little boy. Just so precious. Just he doesn't care too. It's just like oh, he, I know. He he's like I'll just read another book, Miss. Yeah, I'm gonna read you another story. Oh, it's so cute, but uh, yeah, but it's it's haunting. She plays this woman who's talking to this boy chained in her pantry, like I'm about to cook you and eat you. And yeah, it's gnarly. It's pretty wild. I mean, it's silly. It's, it's silly. silly, but you know, Debbie Harry Blondie does it. Uh, I will say right off the bat, like these sort of movies. Uh, I mean, they. I'm trying to think of the most recent. What they did those VHS movies. I still yeah. think they do those. Yeah. But like, I love these sorts of. Me too. Horror movies. These are fantastic. These this, creep show. Yeah. Um. um Trick or treat. Like, yes. Yeah. I love these fucking movies. Me too. They're so they're so fantastic. Yeah. I think they're fan- they're great. Definitely in the 90s and 80s. I feel like there was a ton of them. Yes. And granted, there probably are a ton of them on you know. They're they're streaming and stuff, but man, like, yeah. they had their heyday back in the '90s. They did, and you know, part of it, what made them so great, is you'd get if there were three to five in one movie. Yeah, you'd get you know half would be silly, like they always yeah. were, like sort of even if they were straight horrors, they were silly or cheeseball yeah. or whatever. And then you'd always get like one or two that were like horrifying. Yes. One or oh. two that were like, holy hell, these are, these are so these crazy. These are fucked up and going to stay with me. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Dude. This one being of no, no exception. So. Yeah. Um, Steve Buscemi's in this, uh, young Steve Buscemi's in this. A young Steve Buscemi, man, which is yeah. wild to see. Yeah. Um, a young Julianne Moore. A young Julianne Moore. I was like, oh my God, is that Julianne Moore? Exactly. Like, oh shit, look it's at like her. It's like one of her first things. Yeah. Uh, the guy, uh, Robert Sedgwick, who I thought was Hopper for a second from uh, <laughs> right, yeah, Stranger like, Things. Everybody's in this. Is is that Hopper? Yeah. So, and oh no, that's not Hopper. No, at it's all. Kira Sedgwick's brother. Yeah, who's in like three things. Guys, we were talking about Leonardo DiCaprio earlier, the '80s version of Leonardo DiCaprio, who was also a version of Jack Nicholson. 
He's in this movie. Christian Slater, dude. Christian Slater. Pump up the volume. Dude, what is the... I don't know. <laughs> James Remar uh, does a great job oh. uh, in my scary segment. Uh, William Hickey, who plays the fucking crazy uncle in uh, <laughs> National <laughs> Lampoon's <laughs> Christmas Vacation with the wig. Dude, uh, fucking... Where, what, what was the name of his band? Fucking Hot, Hot, Hot. Revealing hot, hot, hot. What's oh, <laughs> fucking! You're talking David Johansson. David Johansson. What's the fucking is uh Dexter Poindexter? Yeah, 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 yeah. Buster, Buster Poindexter. Buster Poindexter. Hot, hot, hot. Hot, 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 hot. He's saying that, and then uh, he was also in Scrooge. He's the cabbie ghost of Niagara Falls. Exactly. <laughs> That's all I know from him. He's so good. So good. And then so many other. You know, just wonderful characters. Yeah. But the patron say to the podcast from our Soul Man episode, the beautiful, the incomparable, the, you know, does a fairly good job with this one. She's great. I think she might be the, her and Preston give the best performance, and that is the one and only Ray Don Chong. Maybe we see a boob. I don't know if that was hers. Yeah, I think it's her boob, but I'm not sure. You're Who right. knows? Yeah. <laughs> but, man, what a scene. She's back on the podcast. Soul man. Soul man. <laughs> Soul man. Soul man for days, dude. I love how it's just going to be constant now. We're always going to be talking about Soul Man. Um, it's one of back my favorite on, movies. It's, oh, shit. Speaking of Soul Man, side note. Quick jump back into some quick business. I'm sorry, guys, about the affirmative action thing that happened. We didn't mean to bring Soul Man back into the national conversation. Oh, my gosh. That's uh, right. Get affirmative action uh, pulled. Yeah. We didn't mean to do that. Congress listened to our episode on Soul Man, (laughs) and they got upset. We apologize. Not our intention. Back to the podcast. Yeah, not our intention. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry about that. (laughs) This is awkward. Yeah. Well, you know what's more awkward, Andy? I watched this movie as a child. Oh, my gosh, dude. What does that mean? What does that mean? When did you see this? Uh, so let's get into it. Dude. Let's get into it. We are going to be thick yeah. with trauma tonight. So this one's interesting yes. because, uh, <clears throat> you know, the, the theme is, well, you know, the, the whole podcast is who let you watch that. So who, the, the who this week is not a family member, but it is someone we've talked about on the podcast. My, Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh. Yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio. No, it's my beloved gold video shop oh. owner, Mr. Chin. Mr. Chin. So Mr. and Mrs. Chin. You bastard. Yeah, exactly. They owned the corner VHS, the video store. It was a magical wonderland for me to go in there. I mean, it was our it was our Friday ritual, Friday after oh. school. And then during the summers, especially when I could ride my bike when I was like 12 and up, I could ride my I could ride my bike before that, guys. But what I'm saying is, when I was like 12 and up, I was allowed to ride when by your myself. Dad finally took off your training. <laughs> dad wheel. took off those training wheels and said, "Ride to the liquor ride. store and the video store. Go get me my stuff." <laughs> so, uh, I would go there all the time. The dude knew me since I was, you know, probably five. Yeah. Uh, but you know, so he knew. And then I'm at this age now, so this is 1990. Okay, so 1990, I'm eight years old. Okay. okay. I'm uh, born in 82, so it's 90. I'm eight years old. That's when the movie was released. I believe I was right around nine, yeah. ten years old, maybe, but I think nine is when it comes out on VHS. 
Now, this video store was amazing. It was so good. They have they had so much variety, so many old crazy things. And then in retrospect, a massive porno section. Always. Yeah, yeah they always had like a huge porno section. Um, and this one was massive. It was absolutely massive. I remember walking in there once as like a little kid. And <laughs> by accident. Yeah, by accident. And you're just like, ah. Oh. And everyone, especially Mr. and Mrs. Chin, like losing their mind because they were like very protective, like didn't want kids to go in there. Um, and I have... I have a quick story, quick side note. Um, so as a teenager, I was like, well, I want to go in there. Yeah. And, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Chin, Mr. Chin especially, he's been so cool. He's, like, rented me so many gnarly movies over the years. At one point, too, when I was, like, 14, he rented me Lolita 2000. Holy wow. Yeah, which is, like, a, a pretty wild softcore, but yeah. it's, like, it's pretty wild. Yeah. It's like essentially like a hardcore porno. And uh, I don't know if he thought it was Lolita. I don't know what it, I always took it as he was like winking like you'll enjoy this. And I rented it and holy moly did I enjoy it. But yeah. so as a teenager, I remember like I was like, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to go in there. And one one Saturday I went in. I just like walked in the porno area thing and I walked out with like a porno that I wanted to rent and I put it on the on the counter and he came up and he was like happy to see me. And he looked down and he was like, no. And he like slid it back to me. Very somber, very like disappointed and said, and I'm like, ah, I'm just kidding. And I like put it back. I'm like, I think I've, I think I've ruined my relationship with Mr. Chan. Oh, <laughs> like, no. This is no good. But long before that, oh, no. when I was a young boy, just, you know, wide eyed and full of wonder at this point, I you know, I'm thinking I'm like, I'm at least nine, but probably 10. I've rented a bunch of movies. He's seen me rent gnarly movies. He's seen my parents rent gnarly yeah. movies with me. He knows like, it's okay. I'm in there by myself because I believe if I'm, I'm, I'm really racking my brain to remember this, but I believe the, so the grocery store was right next door. <clears throat> yes. I believe my dad sent me in to go get some movies while he was picking up something at the grocery store. We'll meet back at the car. So probably 10. I'm probably 10. So anyway, I go in there. I'm looking around. The video store is rad, but one of the coolest things of the video store, which I always gravitated towards, was they had the best posters ever. They would have like the promotional posters up in the window, but they'd also, he would rotate. Above the, the video displays, he had posters like tacked to the walls, and he even had a few cool ones like on the ceiling. Yeah. He would rotate those like uh, once a month. Like Fine. there'd be new posters and he only put up the coolest looking ones. Yeah. It, the, so it didn't matter like if it was a new awesome movie, if it was just it was a rad poster. Yeah, it was the aesthetics. So <clears throat> this poster went up and the poster for Tales from the Dark Side, the movie, yeah. is pretty gnarly. Like the cover of this is this like, it's, uh, it's this sort of like nebulous demon holding a book mm. and the demon is very reminiscent of the gargoyle that we'll talk about extensively in this episode but uh it's like big scary hands big like demon eyes and big sharp teeth and it's holding this book and it's kind of like laughing holding this book and it just looks like ghostly flames and stuff it's pretty wild and i see this poster i'm like whoa mr chin is like super excited and he was like i got the movie i got this movie in uh i think you're gonna really like it and i was like oh yeah so I'm not with my dad. I'm not with anyone else. I'm just, it's just me. 
And there's like, you know, whatever, look who's talking to bullshit or whatever. And it's yeah. like, yeah, of course we're going to rent that. It's new. We would take any. We got to get it. Yeah, we got to get that. And he's like, I think you're going to like this one. And I look at it and go, oh, yeah. He goes, it's really scary. And I'm like, oh, yeah. And he goes, yeah, you're going to really like this. And I'm like, oh, OK. Now, guys, if you're new to the podcast or we haven't talked about him for a while. Mr. and Mrs. Chin, I believe they were Vietnamese, but I'm really not sure okay, of yeah. it. Um, I, I, I don't think Chin is a traditionally, you know, uh, is a traditionally Vietnamese name, but I believe they were Vietnamese. Yeah. And maybe that was not even his last name. Maybe that's just like what he went by. I'm not sure. As a child and then as a teenager, I mean, you know, I was friendly. I knew his name. I knew his wife's name. It was Mr. or Mrs. Chin is yeah. like what you would <laughs> you know, call him. And uh, and I was respectful. And that's, you know, what it was. I never we never really got into his backstory. But yeah. let's just say this. He might have been 30. He might have been 175. Makes sense. It's impossible to know. He was very fun. He had like a very high pitched like adorable little Pillsbury Doughboy laugh. He was a medium build with like thinning hair and a very round face. So he was like yeah. just he was comfort food for the eyes. He was just a delightful, wonderful man. Always so very sweet and and loved my family and me and always had the new releases for us. Good dude. That's about all I know, unfortunately. Okay. And he owned gold, gold video for like 28 years or something yeah. insane. Um, yeah. He, he sold it years ago uh, before VHS like died completely. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. Went back to the old country. Who the hell knows? Where he is. Anyway, this guy, you know, gives me the tape. He goes, it's very scary. You're going to like it. And I go, oh, yeah. He goes, yeah. And he says, uh, I have an extra poster. Do you want it? And this guy always had, like, whenever he'd he rotate these up, he hooked it up. He gave me every poster for every he, every one. He would, like, when he was done with them, he'd be like, yeah, you know, I had them up in the last month. You can pick, take your pick. I had original RoboCop posters. I had, like, the raddest collection I don't know where the hell they all went, but like I had the best stuff. Your your mom did probably what all moms do. She, yeah, they probably all got thrown away. I'm sure they did. Yeah, yeah she's 100 like, got thrown yeah, away. Yeah, we don't need this garbage. Was throwing it away. I do it now with my kids. Shit. Oh yeah, all the time. Yeah, fuck this. Yeah, we don't need a Blues Clues poster. Fuck it's going. This. Yeah, it's out. Uh, so he's like, "Do you want the poster?" Now I had not seen this movie yet, but I'm like, the poster looks rad. This dude who really knows my jam you know this yeah. guy is like you're gonna like this and i got the poster to go with it i am so stoked i go yes please we had a tab at this oh, place andy yeah dude we had a tab he was like all right he like gets grabs me the poster grabs me like four movies gives it to me and he goes all right enjoy it and he's like when you come back with that i want to hear what you thought about it and i'm like you got it man you, you know no problem thank you dude and you're in the wraparound story absolutely yeah <laughs> yeah that's me so i bounce Go home. I'm so excited to watch this movie. My dad's like, I don't watch scary movies. I'm not watching this yeah, shit. Yeah, he's like, why did you do this to me again? Yeah, exactly. Between you and your mom, like, yeah. what the hell? Yeah. Where's Look Who's Talking To? Yeah, I want to see that. Roseanne Barr. Right. Now. <laughs> so we watch our family movie Friday night. Yeah. Everything's cool. We have some sort of something on Saturday, whatever. I get to fire up the VHS player in my room. My sister is scared about something and sleeps with my parents that night. 
So I've got the bedroom to myself. I've got the VHS player. I've got the old giant TV. Oh, yeah, man. And I watch Tales from the Dark Side by myself at night. Shit. Big fucking mistake. <laughs> I don't even like to do that now. Oh, I know. I know. It's gnarly. So I watched this movie. Andy, in retrospect, I only remember the Debbie Harry stuff at the beginning and how that ends with uh, yeah. little Matthew Lawrence. I did not remember the mummy thing. Okay. Did not remember the cat thing at all. Yeah. I'm watching this movie. Those other things might not have existed. Who even knows? Okay. Yeah. Maybe I laughed. I was enjoying it. It's fine. When the last bit comes on about the fucking gargoyle, I lost my mind. Andy, I was so afraid, and I'm going to tell you. So <clears throat> we'll get into some of it on the rewatch, guys, but it, in a, it, the gist is uh, in, this, in this story, uh, this artist is walking home one night, yeah. and a fucking gargoyle is real, shows up. Like, stone gargoyle becomes real and rips some dude apart. For, for some reason. For some reason, really no reason. But this dude gets, like... His hand ripped off. Yeah. His face ripped up and is turning around begging his friend to help him. He's like, help me. Like, and it is like haunting. And as he's begging, his head gets ripped off and he's just like destroyed. The gargoyle then comes up to the dude again for some reason. Yeah. And is like. I will let you live if you promise to never talk about this ever to anyone. Never tell about me and nothing like that. And he's like, I promise, I promise. The gargoyle slashes him in the chest as a as a parting gift and yeah. then leaves. As a gargoyle does. Yeah, as a gargoyle is known to do. A few minutes later, the the gorgeous Ray Don Chong shows up and she's like running from something. He just, I am sure, assumes she's running from the creature or that at the very least she's in danger. He takes her in, yada, yada, yada. Anyway, massive spoiler alert for this thing. I'm watching this at this point, and I'm, and I'm terrified at what happened. And yeah. I've seen lots of scary stuff, but this one was, it felt more real to me for some reason because... Yeah. There's gargoyles everywhere. There's gargoyles <laughs> everywhere in Southern California. They're everywhere. It wasn't that, asshole, okay? okay? <laughs> what it was was up to this point, when a monster was in a movie and it was killing people, it didn't talk. Oh, shit, okay. And if it talked, it was like a growl or a weird or a haunting, like, one word or whatever. Think about, like, the great monster movies. They're not talking. Yeah. This thing ripped a guy apart and was about to basically devour the soul of another dude and immediately starts speaking like weird English, but yeah. it's speaking to the guy like, you're going to make this vow. You're going to make this promise and everything. So it, it was like, it was really messing with me seeing this. Like, dude, the monster like talked to him like, holy shit. And then like, why did it do that? And what's going on? So anyway, this beautiful story then takes place yeah. where him and Radon Chong like have found each other. She's has this tumultuous life. He's an artist that's about to be like, you know, homeless essentially. Yeah. The two of them come together, magic, success, money, children, marriage. It's amazing. It's like the best. They're adorable together. He's a great guy. Everything's great. It's their 10th anniversary. The dude's like, "Hey, I uh I just 
the one thing I can give you is full honesty, and I'm going to tell you this thing I yeah. kept from you. And he tells her, uh-oh, shit, he broke his promise. She's the gargoyle. She goes, turns back to the gargoyle, fucks him up, and it's it's the end. When that was done, <laughs> I was so scared. And, and this is the craziest shit, Andy, because, like, there's no gargoyles in Southern California. They're everywhere. Okay. Every building you look right. up, yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah. wow. Yeah. Wow, look at how there's no gargoyles. Look at all here. those Latino gargoyles. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's none. <laughs> also, the ideas are so beyond me at this point. You know, yeah. like like you know, uh, trust of your partner and infidelity yeah. and and you know, uh, keeping a promise and all these types of things and like fatherhood and marriage and all all the underlying subtext of yeah. what this thing's actually about and all that's lost on me. I'm just going like. There's monsters. I know this that monsters exist. Monsters exist. Uh, that, absolutely. That's yes. the thing. But there are some that speak English, and there are some that can shape shift into and a can beautiful be, and be this, yeah, a beautiful woman, and and like become a part of your life. Like I was now afraid of monsters on a new level, where I was like, monsters are real, but holy shit, guys, they can change, become the person that you know and love. And then w- when everything is at its absolute best, that's when they'll switch back and rip you apart. Yeah. So I'm like devastated by this on a Saturday night oh, at, yeah. at 11 o'clock watching this by myself. Everyone's in bed. The house is dark. And I'm like, fuck, this is the worst thing ever. My mind's playing tricks on me. I'm hearing stuff. My bedroom's at the end of the hall. I have to pee. I now have to walk through the long hallway to the bathroom. Everything is terrifying. It's the worst. So this moment is like forever burned into my head of seeing this thing and yeah, okay, whatever. The next night, okay, our trash was picked up Monday mornings. The next night, Sunday night, my dad decides I'm now old enough. My job is to take out the trash okay, and to pull the trash cans to the curb. I forget because it's Sunday and I'm a little kid. We go to church and we're I'm fucking around and I'm playing yeah. with GI Joes and stuff. My dad's like, "That's your responsibility now. It's dark. I have to go outside by myself and take the trash cans. And now trash cans are like your garbage, your recycle, yeah. and your yard waste. They have wheels and handles and shit. When I was a kid, they were like Rubbermaid containers. Yes, they were. There's no wheels." And they were full of spiders and shit, and you just dealt with that. Yeah. <laughs> like, and you dragged it down. This was full. It was heavy. It was dark. I remember being afraid to go outside. I remember asking my dad if if I could do it another night or if he could come help me, and then asking my mom, and then saying like, "Well, what if we just don't put them out?" And I'm like scared. And then I tell him, I'm embarrassed, but I'm like, I watched a scary movie last night, and I'm really scared. I don't want to go outside. And my dad's like, "That's why you don't watch that shit." Go outside. So now he's like making a point that I have to do it. So I'm taking the trash out and I'm like little kid pulling it and it sucks. I can see it. I can see it all in my head. And we have two cans. So I do like the first one all the way down to the corner. And as I get down to the corner, (laughs) (laughs) as I get down to like where it is. Your face. What happened? Dude, I know. It's so fucking scary. Uh, It's dumb. But it's like little kid like – 
I need to quickly for our audience. Like I, I, we've been friends for a long time. I know your neighborhood too. I need to paint it for the audience. Yeah, it is super scary, you guys. Gabe's mother's house. It is in the sketchiest part of anywhere. It's a, <laughs> it's a not a very nice suburban neighborhood. <laughs> and very nice. There's gargoyles everywhere. There's gargoyles <laughs> everywhere. It's a very gothic neighborhood. It's haunting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> No. Okay. The one thing that it had, I grew up in a it's lovely middle class neighborhood, lower middle class neighborhood. Uh nice, you know, fine. <laughs> uh giant jacaranda trees. Yeah. Giant yeah. jacaranda They're trees. They're all over this fucking town for some Ex- reason. Exactly. They're everywhere. Whatever it's, it's, Greg Orange did to this fucking town. <laughs> exactly. He made a he made a vow to the, yeah. the jacaranda <laughs> to people. The jacaranda people, I swear I will do this. I will do this. Yeah. I promise. He kept his promise. He kept his promise, all right. So the trees are everywhere. They're gigantic. What lives in trees, Andy, but birds, okay? <laughs> all right? Giant fucking birds. Humongous <laughs> birds. Go. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> the, the biggest birds on earth. <laughs> so I wheel, I, I not wheel, I drag the first trash can down. Okay. I drag the first trash can down, Andy. okay. okay. And I hear the whooshing of wings. This gargoyle has wings, Andy. I hear the whooshing, the whoosh. It had, in retrospect, it was probably an owl or a couple of these like crows, like calling it a night, yeah. like going to live in the tree that was right by my head. Oh my! God. But I heard like the whooshing, and I just remember like stopping. I was so scared, I couldn't move. I like am stopped. In my driveway, like on the curb, I have like just put one trash can out and I'm like, I muster the strength not to look behind me, but to walk inside the house as fast as I can. And my parents are like, hey, so did you do it? Like, was there any monsters out there or whatever? I'm just like, I don't want, I no, I want to talk about it. Like I did it. It's fine. The trash cans are out. And they're like, okay, it's fine. I only took one trash can out. Next morning. You know, they come and they take the trash cans. It's a Monday morning, so, you know, my parents are getting ready for work and I got school and all this sort of stuff. They're fucking furious that I only took out one of the trash cans. They're so mad, and I'm just like, there was monsters, and I heard it, and it flew by my head. I can still remember, Andy. It's dark. It's night. I have the thing there, and there's just like the whoosh, like it's coming to get me. That's the one thing. How this movie fucked me up for years to come, like years, until I was, honestly, Andy, until I was married. I, in the back of my head. I was going to say, man, like, wait, what are you about? Yeah, uh, until, uh, honestly, I. I, Now's the time that you should be scared. Your life is good now. I know, You're about to reveal something. I know, it was fucked up back then. going to be like. The broken promise. Yeah, you promise. If your kids are gonna turn into fucking Little gargoyles. Baby gargoyles, yeah. Uh, man, they'll I, be cute though, man. They'll oh. be so cute. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll be I'll have my neck ripped out, my throat ripped out, but whatever. Um I okay. I was afraid that number one, when I went outside to take the trash out, that it that it would be waiting for me. Like, even as a grown up, even as a homeowner. I was afraid I would go outside and as I'm taking the trash, because it was so tethered to that moment as a little kid taking the trash out, it was specific to taking the trash out. What the heck? To the point that, Andy, I used to only take the trash out, like, on, on you know, the day of, the like, you know, if trash gets picked up on a Thursday, Wednesday morning, I would take the trash out 
to I the just, curb. I'd be like the first person on the block to do it. I always it. thought you were just like, I missed it once. I'm not missing it again. I thought nope. that's what it was about. Nope. And the handful of times I forgot and had to do it at night, it scared the shit out of me. Like doing Fuck. it where I'm like, a sh- I was shaky. This stopped probably about like 15 years ago. But again, I'm 40. But now that you've rewatched the movie. Oh, now that I've watched the movie, I had a great time. We'll talk about that. Oh. But <laughs> And then much like you with your speed thing like oh okay. man as soon as you hit 60 or whatever so it kind of is but kind of isn't I mean, every, that's real though every yeah every girl i dated in the back of my mind just a little bit oh, i was yeah. like what if what if what if this chick like just fucking rips me apart like what if what if that's what it is yeah and it i definitely i went on a couple of dates where that might have been in my head <laughs> And it might have ruined things, but I'm glad it did because I'm very happily married yes. now. But uh, that was in my mind. Wow, dude. Wow. This one movie, yeah. It messed me up. I I don't know where to begin. <laughs> I don't know. The, the crows, man. Yeah. They're crows. Yeah, exactly. They're crows. There's no gargoyles. Everything's fine. I remember you and I, we were in Paris, and you were like, we were having a great time. Like I remember we got this duck, and it was delicious. We got this soup. It was delicious. I'm like, Notre Dame. Gabe, please take me. Take me to Notre Dame. Thank you for taking me to Paris. Fly me out. Yeah, yeah. I need to go. And you're like, I'm, I will not go there. I wouldn't. I, I will refused. never go there. And I'm like, yeah. please take me. I've been me. to Paris 34 and times. I've I remember never... you called up uh, Uber, Uber France, and you're yeah. like, oh, blah, so and then yeah. they, a car came and got me, and you said, "Enjoy. I'll see you back at the hotel." Mm-hmm. It was yeah. a great trip. I enjoyed Notre Dame. Beautiful gargoyles. I totally understand you now. I yeah. see you now. Yeah, thank you. And next time you take me to Paris again, we'll conquer it together, my friend. Oh, I think I'm ready. Finally, <laughs> especially since like 90 percent of it burned down. It was. <gasps> Where were you on that day? <laughs> don't ask questions that you don't want the answers to. <laughs> you right? and Leo, you guys have some deep secrets. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't anywhere, Andy. Uh, Man, dude, gargoyles, yeah. though. Yeah. So around the same time, too, then, a quick follow-up. There was a cartoon show that was very popular on Disney TV. Yeah. Gargoyles. Called Gargoyles. Yeah. Did you watch Gargoyles? So... Yes. Okay. I did watch Gargoyles. We all watched Gargoyles. Yeah. It was rad. Yeah. I watched Gargoyles. Uh, um, I, en- I enjoyed it. I watched it specifically to help me try to get over my okay. fear. Man, oh, specifically. man. Specifically. Yeah. Tales from the Dark Side. Tales from the Dark the Side. The movie. The movie. Exactly. Wow. Not the TV show. Not the TV show. Yeah. Man, dude, I am uh, I'm shocked. But yeah. I'm, I'm proud of you. Thank you. To come to the table with this—that's uh, true trauma. That's yeah, it actually messed me up. We've yeah. said, we've said a lot of silly things. This one messed me up for a while. Jeez, a week, it was man. an irrational fear I carried with me for a very long time. I don't have it anymore, thank goodness. Yeah. I really don't. But uh, it's been years, and after watching the movie, I've never seen your trash cans out of your house. Well, when I think about it, <laughs> you do have that giant hole in your backyard. <laughs> <laughs> I do just dump everything <laughs> in the giant hole. That's why it's not a problem, Andy. Yeah. Did you watch this movie as a kid? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for your story. Uh, so, Gabe, for me with this one, I remember seeing this. We, we had talked about it on the, the Soul Man episode. And I was like, oh, man, like, I, I the name sounds so familiar. I remember, yeah, I remember that. Right. And I remember, like, fuck, yeah, the gargoyle and everything. But 
up until yesterday when I saw this movie, this movie was something I thought I made up as a kid. Specifically, how oh. you, yeah, how you have this connection with the the uh, the Gargoyle one. Mine, I mean, it didn't traumatize me or anything, but it definitely creeped me out. And it's the funniest thing was the fucking mummy one. Oh, I really swear. I thought this was just a weird, like made up thing in my mind, in <laughs> uh, in my childlike mind. Like, okay, there was this movie I saw when I was a kid, and I remember like there's a uh, this a, a scientist or something. He's talking about how to get brains out of the nostrils and everything, and he po- shows someone with like a coat hanger and like, mm-hmm. oh, and then I remember like a real mummy comes to life and it gets this guy, and it pulls out his things, and it's the most graphic thing I've ever seen. And I swear I thought it was just weird stuff that I like I yeah. put together in my brain. Right. Until I put on this movie and I'm like, wait a minute, what am I about to see? Like, this is all and it was it's been a while since this happened where like it all came flooding back to me like being oh, scared yeah. of this movie. Like, oh no. But now seeing it through the lens of like an adult where I was like, This is stupid. Yeah. And super ass silly. Like, it's, what the hell is this? It's mega What are they dumb. talking about? This yeah. zoo zoo fucking fetish and like planning this thing this convoluted the story about stealing things and i'm sitting there like why would they deliver a mummy just to this guy's apartment like what the fuck is the dumbest lot 249 like yeah i don't think this is up to code like no what the hell he's unwrapping it in here yeah exactly like i don't what how does steve buscemi know that there's an ancient scroll and a fucking mummy yeah but i remember as a kid like all of that segment Used to scare me as a kid, like the his friends coming back, his sister and um, yeah, them coming back as mummies at the end. And he's just like, "Oh no, I fucked!" Yeah, like <laughs> I all that was like this weird thing where I'm like, I dreamt that. That was a little kid nightmare that I had. Right. This doesn't exist until two nights ago. I could have sworn that it was, and then other little things like I remember vividly. We'll get to it on the rewatch. There's a part with a cat and a mouth. Yeah. I'm like oh. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> seeing that again. It all coming back to me and the, the belts getting hit and just everybody coming after me and me beating up school bullies and me being beat up. And I'm like, all my traumas from my youth came flooding back. <laughs> see this movie. I was like, what yeah. the fuck? Yeah. But yeah, so that was my that's my whole experience with this movie last night was like, what? No, mm. this. What? <laughs> no. Yeah. This was fake. I made this up. I made this up. Yeah. I made this up. You're not real. <laughs> and then it was it was all real game from Tales from the Dark Side. Well, you're welcome. The movie. I'm, I'm glad you could relive that. Yeah. <laughs> but Gabe, there's a lot in this movie. There is. We relived the trauma. We need to re- get to the rewatch, dude. This yeah. was bonkers shit bananas, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I mean the the it's you know you made the joke like oh man well you rewatched it like is it gonna mess you up again I mean no not not a chance because it's dumb it's yeah. all it's all dumb it's it's, it's actually it would be a great movie for any like group of friends that want to get together yeah and watch something super silly because <laughs> it's I think it's insanely entertaining oh it's very entertaining yeah but it is it is. It is a rough movie. Like it is like <laughs> it is like bad. <laughs> like Yeah, it's it's not 
well done in so many ways. That's why I think like if you're watching it with a group of people, yeah, you, you have could, fun. You get fun. Mystery you, Science Theater three thousand. Yeah, you could have yeah. some drinks and stuff. You yeah. could be having a good time. You could you could you could tear into this movie a little bit. Yeah. And we probably will in a little bit. We probably will. So I don't have a million notes. I did Same a couple here, yeah. of things because I was like, yeah, let's just breeze through this. So the idea is the wraparound story is, uh, you know, young Matthew Lawrence, little adorable kid, gets, yeah. you know, essentially like kidnapped and, you know, held in the pantry of, of Blondie, who's a witch who's going to eat him. And he's delaying the inevitable by telling her tales from the dark side. Like yeah. He's reading from this giant book, a book that she loves, uh, loved as a kid and hasn't read the story since. So it's very thin <laughs> premise right here. But I mean, hey, they do a fine job. And the yeah. little guy reads her the stories. The first one is like, yeah, lot two, four, two or whatever. Yeah. And it's Steve Buscemi. Orders a mummy, essentially. He orders a mummy from yeah. Amazon. They next day air it to him. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's kind of like the premise of Soul Man, <laughs> except instead of doing blackface to get into college, he decides to get a doctorate degree by having a mummy kill everybody around him. So Yeah, essentially. Essentially, yeah. it's the same story if you think about it. Yeah, Bushimi is... Buscemi is up for this like amazing grant, yeah. That essentially is like studying abroad for a semester, yeah. You know, it's like it's the grant to take you over to Europe to study anthropology yeah. or whatever. And he is a he is serious about ancient cultures. This dude is a nerd. Yes, he is. He is a straight up nerd. If you remember Billy Madison, yeah, Billy Madison makes fun of Steve Buscemi. Um, and Steve Buscemi, like he, Adam Sandler, Billy Madison apologizes to Steve Buscemi. Yeah. And Steve Buscemi crosses him off like his kill list. Yes. Uh, that is Steve Buscemi in this movie. He's just a nerd. Yes. Absolute <laughs> nerd. And what happens? Well, he doesn't get the scholarship. Yeah, he, he doesn't get the grant or whatever. Yeah, he doesn't get the, the fellowship. Grant. The fellowship. The fellowship. Yeah, so he doesn't get it. This jerky guy gets it. Obviously, you know, through an uh, unscrupulous means, he gets it. He's a piece of shit from the get-go. Anyone that's yeah. doing that fucking shoulder sweater bullshit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Piece of shit. Yeah. I'm talking about you, Aaron. <laughs> get your shit together. Get your shit together. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, he's he's this you know, piece of garbage. His girlfriend's a piece of garbage. They're cheating the system. They're framing Steve Buscemi. But here's the thing. Steve Buscemi is... At this very prestigious university. Yes. Let's just assume it's Harvard or Yale I or something. I think it's Harvard. Yeah, I think it's Harvard, too. Yeah. And Granted, there was no guys in the background making like black jokes and yeah, stuff. Yeah. So to, it, was hard, to, it was hard to tell. To let you know it was Harvard. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, we, we can piece it together. But already, so he's in this amazing program yes. doing very well. Clearly, I mean, his apartment is amazing. It's not even an apartment. It's, it's a building or something. It's like a whole building, and it's just him and Christian Slater, yeah. our roommates in this giant and building. Christian Slater, like you said already, he's pumping up the volume. He's, he's upstairs. He's, he's pumping he's, it up. Yeah. yeah. But Bushimi's doing great, and he's ordered this mummy that shows up. <laughs> he basically, so he gets the the mummy. It's the most bonkers fucking thing, because like him and, and Christian Slater, who is not his friend, but is his roommate, yeah. is like, He's like, hey, I'm going to tell you how mummies are made while he's, like, cutting off all the bandages. And he's like, hey, put your hands in this mummy's stomach because yeah. we're going to go searching for stuff. And he's identifying, like, myrrh and onions and flowers that have been in its, yes. you know, body decomposing for 3,000 years. And he finds some ancient scroll. 
everybody, uh, the two of them, like, they're on board. It's fine. Christian Slater's like, this is weird, but, like, I guess yeah, it's fine. This is he should be like, you're insane, and, like, run out of there. Yeah. And then call the authorities, because, like, you can't just have a mummy in your house. It's, I don't, it's, it's still, a, I mean. It's a dead body. It's a dead body. Granted, yeah. it's from 3,000 years ago, yeah. but it's still, like, that's a human remain, right? Like, there's. Yeah. There's laws, right? Yeah, I don't think you can just handle that shit willy-nilly. You yeah. know, even if you did order it in an auction or what, or win it in an auction. So, long and the short of this story is the guy that cheated him out of it, Steve Buscemi's mad. He has this mummy, and he, like, reads the ancient chant, and the mummy goes and kills the guy. Yes. All right. What the fuck? That makes no sense. It makes no sense. It's a, it's a gross overreaction, but also... The dude cheated him, like, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. He had to buy this mummy, like, months in advance, I'm sure. He, he's put in the research. Yeah. He did the time. Yeah. He put in the work, and he, he did he have this in his back pocket? Like, if someone fucks, fucks me over, <laughs> yeah. I got this mummy in the cart. This mummy's coming. I'm getting I click it. buy now. Yeah. That's here. You're all fucked. It didn't yeah. matter what it was going to be. Someone fucks up his order at, like, the coffee bean. <laughs> yeah, he's like, mummy, go it kill is. him. Oh, yeah. someone fucked me over for the fellowship? Even better. Yeah, like, it's perfect. way better. I was just going to have him because he took my parking spot. Yeah, you know? I was going to fuck somebody up with <laughs> yeah. this. So it's a it's a gross overreaction. Also, the timeline makes no sense. <laughs> when the mummy goes and, and kills the dude uh, by pulling his brains out of his yeah. nose, which is uh, hilarious and great, the mummy thankfully neatly arranges the guy's brains in the fruit bowl. Fruit bowl. So he's, when the girlfriend comes home, she sees it. She. He's a very kind. He's you know he's he's a killer. Yeah. He's a stickler for organization. Like he's like I can't figure out organs. Uh, yeah. Where would they go? In the fruit basket makes yeah. sense. Most of my fr- organs inside me are like onions and stuff. Onions, <laughs> yeah. Fruit. yeah. Why not? Why not? It makes perfect sense. So he does this. Girlfriend, young Julianne Moore. Lover. Lover. She's great. Girlfriend does not react. Oh, yeah. She's like, oh, I came home. My boyfriend's brains are in the uh, fruit bowl, which, by the way, the fruit bowl is the same bowl you put your fucking keys in by the front door, which makes no sense. Nobody keeps fruit by the front door. I kind of like it, though. I liked it, too, as an idea. Like, you're leaving? Oh, I should grab a banana. These bananas. Yeah. They're going to fucking go bad. I need... need, The reason I have is I take it to go. Exactly. By the front door. That's why I I got to do it. it. I like the idea, but it's nonsense, and no one was doing that in the 80s. No. Okay? Not happening. They were on coke. Exactly. So she's like, oh, it's fine, and sees the back of the mummy and is like, it's fine. That's a mummy. Yeah. She's totally fine with it. Yeah. She's like, no, no reaction. Spoiler alert. She gets turned into a fucking mummy like 30 seconds later. You know, she gets like penetrated by a uh, chrysanthemums, dude. Oh, yeah. She just like takes those flowers deep within. Yeah. The mummy cuts her open from behind and stuffs her with chrysanthemums and then like duct tapes her up to yeah. turn her into a mummy. It is That's the, dumbest, a way to die. the dumbest shit. The only other note I had is the cab. So Steve Buscemi. The cab. The Steve Buscemi gets kicked out of school for some reason. And uh, not related to mummy murders. And as he's leaving in disgrace, he takes a cab that is, I mean, imagine Gigi Allen is the fucking cab driver. (laughs) And it's full. There's chains in the cab, like as decor. Yeah. 
It's just punk rock cab. Yeah. It's like a fucking show on TLC or something. Yeah, like, punk rock cab. Punk rock cab. He's yeah. just trying to make it in the city. <laughs> There's like skeleton arms like yeah, hanging. It's, it's so weird. There's like jewels and pirate nets. It's like fucking dumb. It makes no sense. And Steve Buscemi's just cracking up because he's like, I'm going to, my mummy might be gone because Christian Slater dispatched it. Yeah. My mummy might be gone, but I know a chant. And it's going to bring his dead friends back to life. And that happens, and there's the end. The end. Yeah. Spooky. Spooky. Uh, we get to the middle story, which is the stupidest of all the stories. It's so dumb. It's super dumb. It's about a hitman who's going to fucking kill a cat. Yep. And guess what? This cat is going to kill everybody. Yep. The only thing is that this episode is hot, hot, hot. Yep. <laughs> it's fucking Buster Poindexter just fucking rolling. Around. He's bust. He's basically like the music video. He's getting drunk the whole time. And yeah, he's, he's like, getting hot, drunk. Hot, hot. He's dancing. He's bringing out all kinds of yeah. old timey weapons to oh, kill a cat. Yeah. yeah, he brings out a fucking like RoboCop gun at one point. It's a like, RoboCop gun with a laser sight <laughs> on it. Impossible. Yeah. I had you dead to rights. Yeah, he. Like, ne- he. I mean, this dude never misses a hit. He never misses a hit. So, yeah, it's this dumb thing. It's him yelling at a cat for 20 minutes. Yes. Do you yeah. know how much this shirt cost? This was $100. <laughs> he's just fucking, he says it at some point. He does. In the 80s, whenever this movie was made, who fucking knows? $100? That's like $800,000 now. Yeah, I get why he wants to kill this cat. Oh, yeah, I'd be furious. Yeah, like that. that's a down payment on a house yeah. back then. It's yeah. serious. And he's just wearing that as a hit, man? Yeah. Clearly, this guy knows what's up. Um, so, yeah, it's dumb the whole time. Uh, there's two great moments oh, in yeah. this thing. Number one, in my opinion, is it shows how dangerous the cat is by killing the <laughs> previous people that lived in the house. And one of the kills is the cat latches onto an old woman's face, like hooks on uh, like right paw behind her neck, left paw behind her neck under the ear, yep. and just suffocates the woman because it's given her a big, great big cat hug yeah it's the dumbest fucking it's, thing you've ever seen and that's the whole thing the beginning of this whole movie is, or this episode is just cat kills old people <laughs> yeah. it's like, that's awesome in that's, clumsy silly ways yeah, it's laughable it's, it's very funny it's yeah. just a cat killing everybody i think what you're gonna say for the second part that is gnarly is when the cat finally takes down buster poindexter it kills him in the best way possible. Yes. It could make like the old lady and just suffocate him. It goes a step further and goes yep. like, how about I just live inside that belly yep. and just crawls its cat ass through his mouth. And it's yep. insane looking. It is it's, so rad. It's rad. It looks like it's really happening. Yeah. And it is horrifying. It's horrifying. To see a cat claw its way into a human's body yeah. through the mouth. All the way down, kills the guy, like, neck muscles bulging, everything. And then it's just ripping him up from the inside. It's awful. And then the old man that called the hit comes in the next morning and is like, what? The guy's dead. The cat rips out of the dude's mouth and then just scares the old man until it has a heart attack. It is so funny. It is. And so gnarly. It is so stupid. Yeah, so stupid. (laughs) The worst story. And then we get to the best story. The love story. The love story. The gargoyle baby. Yeah. And, uh, man, dude. Dude, I... The first thing that I wrote, because I loved the show before it became, like this movie, super fucking stupid. It's Dexter's dad, dude. 
Dexter's dad is there. Dexter's dad. He's the artist. This is what he did before he started raising that little serial killer son. I get it. He, he was all about that art, dude. Yeah. And I don't really don't know what his art is because in the beginning, his art is just like a bunch of like sticks. It's popsicle sticks. He's, yeah. Yeah. I forgot that he was an artist. I thought he was an architect and he was building one of those like architectural building yeah. model things. The dude takes basically like salvaged wood from around the city and makes like weird contraptions yeah. and then like 3D art out of it. Like that's all it is. It's not good. It's not good. It's stupid. Agreed. Yeah. It's, it's dumb. Yeah. We, uh, we've always said it on here. Most art's really dumb. We say I don't it stand by all it. All the time. Banksy, I don't get it. He should be in jail. Oh, Put yeah. the man in cuffs. <laughs> he should be in jail. <laughs> yeah. Graffiti. Yeah. It's graffiti. And I it's live in a neighborhood where there's a lot of graffiti that goes up. We had one the other day that said, like, bitch-ass hood. What was that? Was that a Banksy? Yeah. I think it was. It might have been. You I'm going to call him up. You should chisel that out. It's worth so much money. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so we, I mean, I've already kind of talked about what the, what this episode is about, uh, with the gargoyle and everything. I will tell you on the rewatch, I thought the gargoyle was way less scary because yeah. it's very rubbery and jiggles a lot. <laughs> the voice is not as haunting. It's more stupid <laughs> or it's like, I want you to make me a promise. It sounds <laughs> So dumb. It doesn't line up at all with the fucking No. The 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 <laughs> You're you're as a kid just amazed like it talks. Yeah. It's having a full on conversation yeah. and, but it's like a fucking muppet where like the it's puppeteer's so bad. not paying attention. The puppeteer just, is not, yeah. He's they're just, just moving go- his hand, opening and closing it. Yeah, it's just going op 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 like while the while the you know voiceover does not match you does in, not the match in the slightest. So here's my problem with it on the rewatch. Uh, if the gargoyle was interested in him. So we actually, we see as this thing starts, we see the gargoyle positioned in yes. such a way that it's a regular giant gargoyle. They, gargoyle. they did an amazing job. It looks great. Like uh, the stone facade thing on the, you know, uh, stone version of it. It looks as if it's positioned to be looking like staring into his like warehouse studio apartment art space. So the idea is essentially you're like, Oh, this thing has fallen in love with him and has watched him from afar for a while. Yeah. You know, kind of because when it shows up for some reason and fucking rips the bartender apart, who was a sweet guy Just who never did dude. anything. He's taking the drunk home and stuff. Like, he's a good dude. He's a good dude. Yeah, he's got the one drunk patron. He's like, it's all right. We're just going to let him sleep it off. And, yeah, the other guy who's just, you know, the artist who's received bad news, his agent's leaving him and, yeah. you know, stuff sucks. He's like, yo, man, you're too drunk. I'm going to help you get home. Good guy. Yeah. Gargoyle shows up, rips the fuck out of him. He's dead, okay? And then she's like, you know, make me this promise. And the guy, and the guy, Dexter's dad is even like, what? Yeah. What are you talking about? And it's like, promise me. And he's like, yes, I promise. Yeah. I'll do anything. Don't kill me, you yeah, know? don't rip me up like that dude. Yeah, and it's like, okay. And it slashes him and leaves. So my whole thing was watching this, and I go like, if... We are to believe that the gargoyle was interested in him. Yeah. Like, the gargoyle's like, man, I really like this guy. Why did it not simply turn into Ray Don Chong and be like, hey, you're really cute and I love your art. I've got this connection with this amazing chick. 
come hang out with me. The guy had nothing going for him. Oh, yeah. Ray Don Chong is gorgeous. She also somehow is amazingly connected to the art world, as all gargoyles are. They all are. They all are. She could have just shown up as that. Yeah. Would not had to have made him take any vow. He could not have broken the vow, yeah. and everything would have been fine. Honky dory. Would have been great. It would have been fine. But unfortunately, friends, this is gargoyle magic. So I guess the way it needed to be was gargoyle goes from stone to gargoyle, has to kill, has ha- to get a vow. Has to get a vow. Then it can turn into a gorgeous woman. Then turns into the sexy lady. Exactly. Sexy lady gets gets some weird stranger sex. Yeah. Boob out. Having a good time. Ten years later. Ten years later. Oh, no. Family. Oh, the vow is broken. The vow is broken. What a dumb motherfucker, by the way. Like, yes. what a fucking dumb motherfucker. Yes. Yeah. Like, if you're a piece of shit, you're an artist, a real <laughs> piece of trash. Yeah. And if like you're a this, piece of garbage like an artist. Yeah, and you're just fucking, you're throwing up every day. You're just a real piece of shit. And- some lady, some sexy lady is like, hey, yeah, you just threw up. You want to bang it down? Yeah. By the way, she's horny. She is horned She up. wants sex all the time. All the time. Yeah. From an artist. Yeah. <laughs> From a guy who is, uh, at this point, like, he is human throw up. He like, is This dude disgusting. is not in a good place. But anyway, go ahead. Ten years, you have a fucking great life. Yeah. You have beautiful children. Yes. You're having so much fun. Why are you fucking up anything? Why are you saying anything ever about yes. anything in the past? I agree. I agree. That's Shut the fuck up about anything. Exactly. Your you go life like, didn't begin until. Like, yes. And that's what he says, essentially. He's just like, hey, what happened that night? It doesn't matter. He's like, that's the night my life started over. Because yeah. with you, you're right. He needs to completely disavow everything. Everything. And be like, I met a supernatural being. <laughs> I met a gargoyle. That ripped someone apart. Yeah. For some reason, this thing made me swear an oath I'm not going to say anything. The last fucking person I'm going to tell, I love my wife. My human, real wife that I really hope she's human. But my (laughs) wife, I love her so much. I love her more than words can express. Absolutely. And yeah, I would never, if I had experienced that, Yeah. I would never want to bring that darkness to her. I would never want that. And she... Would not want, she would not appreciate knowing that she lives in a fucking world where giant monsters exist and rip people apart. She would not want that darkness to be given to her. Yeah. So I agree with you. This dumb motherfucker who is like, he's sweet and he takes this woman in and this woman like just makes his life so much better. He's an idiot. He's a dumb motherfucker. Yeah, he is. A dumb artist. He is. How dare you? Artists are great. Let's stop there right now. I fucking hate art. Yeah, I know you do. And then it's, you know, honestly, it's uh, the only piece of, like, legitimate good acting is at the end of this thing when he does tell her. Yes. And she's, like, devastated and yeah. then furious with him. Like, you swore, like, screaming at him. That is also something that's, like, vividly stayed with oh, me yeah. is when, like, and then she transitions. And Good it's transition. gnarly as yeah. the gargoyle stuff rips out of her skin and she turns back into the gargoyles. And then it's a pretty sad moment. They're yeah. beautiful children in the other room. You hear them start screaming. And he's like, what is happening? Yeah. A, minute, a few minutes later, they come out as little gargoyles. And you're like, oh, fuck. 
everything is over for this dude. Everything is over for them. They're yeah. going to go now turn to stone and like be stone forever, I guess. Yeah. Until they all fucking fall in love with another artist or something. I don't know how the... I guess all three of them have to fall in love. Right? With the same person? With the same person. And See, it's going to be tricky. Fucked up now. This is getting gross. And it's kids now. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck this world. I hate Gargoyle magic. Exactly. It's the worst All magic. because of this dumb motherfucker. If he would have just kept quiet. Just shut up, Dexter's dad. You shut up. You shut up for years about your serial about killer. About Dexter? Yeah. yeah. Serial killer kid. Yeah. You can't shut up about like the greatest thing that's ever happened yeah. to you. <laughs> Fucking dumbass. I know. He's a dipshit. So anyway, there's that. There's that. And then at the end, the kid outsmarts Debbie Harry and kicks Gets her into a, a great big fucking oven and eats cookies. I will say, fucking hate a crunchy cookie like that. Oh, me too. I Give me soft delicious gooey like i want to be yeah. able to just like even just pull it apart lightly with my oh, fingers yes that crunchy bullshit get that out of here you know i know people in my life that that really like like tates like the crunchy fuck cookies you. and i go fuck off fuck that. i said that once in a business setting because i was have. so upset they were like oh i love a crunchy cookie and i said fuck off with that yeah bullshit a crunchy cookie should have looked at the rest of your team and just been like we're out. Yeah. Deal's off. Yeah, deal's off. We're done. Yeah. I wish. Fucking crunchy cookie. I wish. They're the worst. They're the worst. A soft chocolate chip cookie might be one of the best joys that humans can experience. Absolutely. You ever get those cookies where they look like they're soft? Uh-huh. And you fucking and they're you touch it. Hard like, as oh, a fucking rock. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's not. You bite that shit and you just want to fucking chuck it across the room. Andy, yes, I have. And because Fuck I have that. a dairy allergy, like, when I do get to have a cookie it's like th there's a level of excitement because i'm so used to yeah. like reading the ingredients and being like i can't have it or being in a restaurant and being oh, like yeah. i can't have it so when i do get to have it and yes it, and i and i go like i can have it and it looks good Fuck. to get them and they're the hard ones i get so mad that you just you just want to punch them and then just, throw them on the ground just crunch that shit up into oblivion yeah and the grocery worker comes over and they're like what are you doing and i go like you did this they're crunchy and they're you like, did this no they're, they're not supposed to be they go back to the fucking bakery and they yeah. slap the shit out of they bernadette slap bernadette in the fucking face what the fuck did you do she's like the oven red hot yeah and they go we don't care turn back into the gargoyle you fucking no. bitch we break our promise you're a gargoyle bitch <laughs> That's all you need to yell at people. That's all you have to yell at people. You're a gargoyle. I break my vow. And they go, fuck. fuck. And they have to turn into a gargoyle. So many people are going to be turning into gargoyles. Just from just, this episode. Just, it's like when we say Alexa and you're yeah. listening to this and you go, ah, shit. They turned my Alexa Alexa, on. yeah. Alexa, we say, play gargoyle noises. Yeah. I break my vow, gargoyle. So now they're all going to turn into... Gargoyles and, and eat their husbands and all, shit all across the 405. Just people yeah. crashing their cars because they turned <laughs> they into turn gargoyles. gargoyles. That's what you deserve, you gargoyle pieces of shit. Fuck you, Andy. You're gonna let your kids watch this or what? Hell no. <laughs> yeah, me neither. <laughs> no Fuck chance. no, dude. There's no way. There's better versions of this movie. Yeah, exactly. They, uh, they can watch Creep Show too. They can watch Creep Show too. Yeah. They can watch VHS. Yeah. Trick or treat. Mm -hmm. Um. They keep forgetting Trick or Treat. That's so good. Trick or Treat is fucking great. Yeah. It is pretty gnarly. It is pretty gnarly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Once again, my kid loves loves the creepy, loves the thing. Mm. Like I've told you many times, I think I've said it on the podcast, that he loves Michael Myers. Yeah. Loves Michael Myers. He hasn't seen a lick of it. Something about the aesthetic. Loves the white mask. 
He also loves Sam from Trick or Treat in yeah. that little burlap sack. He's yeah. just like, oh, he's so cute. But he hasn't seen Trick or Treat. He hasn't seen Trick or Treat. Good, because he's far too young. Yeah, far okay. too young. But I think I'm going to get a, uh, a Sam this year, like an animatronic Sam to oh. be out in front of our front house. And I think he's going to love it. I'm sure he will. He's going to yeah. just hug it. <laughs> anyway, yeah. All right. Kids Fuck. aren't watching it. Kids are not watching this. No. Okay. Um, Gabe, do you have anything that you want to recommend this week, dude? <laughs> Uh, you know, the only thing I'll recommend is, uh, I was, I was camping and, and, uh, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the Olympic National Park. So up in Northern Washington is gorgeous. So I, I have definitely fallen victim to like, you know, Instagram posts showing me how pretty it is. And we fell for it and we went and we took the kids and it holds up guys gotta tell you uh we went to like eight places in it we did all like the big hikes and camped and stuff incredible dude splendor dude it looked like a fantastic trip i was getting jealous of all your your posts and everything it looked looked fucking beautiful man. it was awesome so i highly recommend if you guys are going to get out there get out do any camping it's still summertime go have some fun the olympic mountain range the olympic national park it's it's huge it's like half of washington go have fun dude Beautiful, beautiful, man. Piggyback off of that, just the beauty of the world, you guys. I've been listening to a lot of, like, boy bands recently, you know, <laughs> New Kids on the Block, NSYNC, Backstreet Boys. Man, I discovered this group from the early 2000s. I've never really heard of them too much, man, but, like, man, they got the bangers, though, dude. It's a group called Together, spelled 2-G-E plus sign H-E-R. Man, dude, they were just a pop group. Um they apparently had like this TV show in the early 2000s. Man, they had this song called Calculus. It's you plus me equals us. Dude, the bangers, dude, on these songs, man. I'm like, I don't know why they got, they weren't as big as they should have been, man. Like, I'm going to put them up there. 98 degrees, Backstreet Boys. Guys, go listen to some together, dude. You got to do it. Thank you very much, Andy. got to do it. The beauty of the world. That's it. Uh, thank you. Is that um, Chris Farley's brother? <clears throat> what the fuck is this? <laughs> uh, always follow us on all the things. We're Who Let You Pod. Send us an email at wholetyoupod at gmail.com. And uh, follow us on all the things. Please, still, we need you to, to rate and review us. Mm, yes, and, yes, yes. Uh, yeah, that's, that's about it. That's all I got. Andy, you want to get us out of here? Gabe, it's your week, so I'm going to get us out of here. You guys... This is Andy Diaz, Gabe Martinez, reminding you never, ever, ever, don't ever watch anything in front of a kid. Unless, of course, it's a movie. A movie where a vow has been promised about love and loyalty, respect, and you want to create a life together. Whoa, I'm having flashbacks. You want to create a life together, and it's you and your loved one together. And it's it's me. It's it's me now. It's me and Christopher Nolan. We're together. And we're, me and Christopher Nolan are in love. Andy, snap we're, out of it. Oh, Andy. No, Andy. No, gargoyle. Oh. <laughs> Bye. You've just heard a Doomsday Initiative podcast. Consult a physician. Oh.